Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Paul. And I'm Nick. And we're the Serial Thrillers. And we're here today. Yeah. Just as you usually could find us in your ears. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's it going, Paul? Things things are well. Um, I know I talk about this on like every episode, but this has been a serial um, awakening, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, serial renaissance. I want to say a cool like serial sans, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you could do like r- Rena Reeves. Like how Keanu is on the Keanu sans or whatever. What? Like Keanu Reeves? Because he's been crushing it lately. Oh, I am. That's a thing. I've never heard Keanu sans. Well, spend more time on the internet that's and cool. have less friends like me. Wait, just do Serenaissance. Yeah, fine. <laughs> or that could be a renaissance for Serena. <laughs> Remember the renaissance fairs? Anyway, <laughs> I'm off topic. But I ate a lot of cereal. And I've been thinking a lot because now we're we're you know we're now in you know in season two, and I'm thinking back on what like my favorite cereals was because we talked about it at one point and then I had time to think about it and I'm still sticking with cinnamon toast crunch. It's just it was the first one we did and it'll probably <laughs> never be beat. You know, I think Reese's Puffs was a very special episode for me. First of all, because my sister was on it, but second of all, because it was my favorite cereal growing up. Mm-hmm. But I do think that today's cereal is probably number two on that list. Mm-hmm. At least from my past recollections. Obviously, we'll have to eat it again to... I think I had Apple Jacks this again. Wait, you're ruining, you're ruining the oh, surprise. It's not a surprise. It says it on the front of the episode. Maybe How pe- is that a surprise? Maybe people we don't, don't read it. a question mark in front of the episode. Should we do that? Yes. Just to, like, yeah. add suspense. Anyway... Um, all right, so we have a very special guest today. Uh, I know her uh, as we're both wrestlers in extremely serious wrestling, <laughs> and she could talk about that all she wants. But please welcome Merritt Evelyn Christensen. Woo! Hello. Welcome. We're so excited to have I you. I am so stoked to be here. And I ruined your big moment of <laughs> uh, saying the cereal, so you can go in, into it if you want. You did. Oh my god! I don't even know how to take it from there. Okay. Well, my cereal pick of the day is uh, Apple Jacks. Wow, that's the first time I'm hearing that. Yeah, of the day. Wow, so surprised. <laughs> no, so I, I remember this. So I actually, um, normally in season one, I would get very mad at the guests because they would give me crazy cereal choices that you cannot find <laughs> in New York. And But now I've realized in booking guests, as we keep going, there's a finite amount of cereals. Yeah. So Merritt gave us four choices, <laughs> but I was traveling, so I really just got back to New York and... You would have to like order these on like Amazon or like yeah. I'd have to like probably go out of state to get them. So uh, one was like King Vitamin. King Vitamin, yeah, that oh, number one choice. Were these yeah. like cereals you ate as a child? Yeah, King Vitamin is like that. Oof. If you've ever had it, it's a very bland cereal, but the box is horrifying because it was one of the few cereals that had a live action mm-hmm. character, <laughs> and it was this horrifying, like not even horrifying, just this like really intense old king whose face is there and he's eating cereal and like so it was sit in the back of our like lazy susan in the the back part where the the darkness and the the depth of the whole thing would just like almost like kind of vignette it and my sister and i were mortified uh with cereal tastes pretty good so it's just like a weird memory i don't know i don't know it was yeah special, well but. i saw it online i looked it up super weird <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah but it made me I, I figure that cereal came out before like marketing groups existed <laughs> like they before test groups came out maybe i don't know because i would feel like they would have caught that and been like <laughs> we gotta do this i think it's not just that but i think it's just the name too 
Well, yeah. it's not vitamin, it's Vita dash man. Well, they had to do oh. that. Be- For copyrights on vitamins? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because uh, they claim that there's like more vitamins and, and iron in that particular cereal. But, but there's not. <laughs> well, and there may, there is more than other cereals, but they can't make that claim without some sort of like FDA approval. So they mm. did, and they so they made it Vita Man, like a superhero sort of stitch, even though it's a king. It makes no sense. I like that we're talking about that cereal. Yeah. When I picked oh, and then another one. No, so, well, because I want to run through. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, forget yeah. what the second was. The one second was, but was equally as hard to find. Berry Berry Kicks, which I did not think was going to be that hard to find. Yeah, Paul, that shouldn't have been that hard. I think I could go get Berry Berry Kicks right now. All right, you know what? I hate both of you. (laughs) But anyway, I thought Alphabets was the safe choice. Yeah. And that one is like only sold at like Walmart and Targets and everything. And I'm just not near. One There's of those. a Target yeah. super close to where we are right now. That's fair. Well, yeah. um, you but can come back on a second <laughs> that's time. Okay. That's why we got four choices. <laughs> <laughs> I would say taste wise, Apple Jacks is probably my favorite. Though. That's the thing. It's like the okay. rest of them are nostalgia factor and they're things that I like about each of them. King Vitamin, I just wanted to try again for the first time in like seriously, probably 20 years at this point. But Apple Jacks. Taste wise, yes. Consistency wise, yes. Great. It's tops. So. Well, I think we should go ahead and dig in. Hell yeah. Go for it. All right. I'm going to make you pour first and then I'll, I'll pour second. I'm going to go with the classic almond milk. Yeah, breeze. I'm going to go almond milk too so you could. That does not sound appealing. <laughs> to no, the not microphone. At all. I just got to shake it up. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, it says shake. Well, okay. <laughs> it does. Right. It does you know say what? Shake I, was, I was wrong and I'm a man and I could admit that. <laughs> I could admit my faults. <laughs> Um, oh, that's cool. Pour. So, did you eat a lot of cereal growing up? Uh, yeah, I totally did. Yeah, I'm well, a, a huge fan. I, it was strange. Like, I guess my mom would make like pancakes a whole bunch. So, we had like a very hyper specific kind of breakfast, I guess, which I was not like an early morning person. So, even early in the morning, we'd have like toaster strudel and stuff like that, where she'd make like big breakfasts. That's but fancy. Yeah, but my grandparents lived downstairs from us. And whenever I'd stay with them, cereal was like the, the go to thing. Nice. So. And my, eggos, but it was. Um, where did you grow up? Um, so all over, but I would say like a bulk of my childhood childhood was in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania in like the Scranton Dunmore area. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Great oh yeah. Paper very company. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> You're like Paul. It's the same comment everyone makes to me about growing up. It's yeah. <laughs> I think I know two people from Scranton. Really? Yeah. I probably know them too. I would imagine. So. We can talk off air. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to call them out though. I don't know. Maybe they'll listen to the episode. Is Scranton like a small town? Ta- I, I uh, Scranton at one point was. A more like I guess metropolitan sort of small town like it was a uh, kind of a hub for a lot of people that would travel in from New York City um it had a lot going on at the time and now is desolate and awful um that sounds really sad it really is we had a mall down there which is still longer a mall like that mm. every store left it's pretty bleak so they're trying oh, to rebuild wow. it there's no mall no well, there's the facade is still there pretty bleak <laughs> the memory pretty of bleak. it's still there yeah, my mom used to work there too, which is like even more. We had something like that too. There's so I grew up in Phoenix, and my mom also grew up in Phoenix, but nice. obviously before me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this one mall that she said when she was growing up was like where all the cool kids went. It was like the best mall. But when I was growing up, it was like you like did not go to that mall. It's the scary mall. Yeah, that's no. what the that's what the Steamtown Mall was. Can I ask you a question? Wait, I've heard Nick, of the Steamtown Mall. Can I ask you a question? Talk about it on the office. <laughs> Nick, does that Nick does that mean maybe that either your mom was cool and you weren't, or vice versa? You can't judge the actions of the past through the lens of the present. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Well, okay. I, I feel like because well, I grew up like I feel like people went like that was like when you were fourteen, fifteen, like you'd go to the mall at night 
you know? Yeah. Is there Something a Staten Island Mall? Yeah, it's called the Staten Island Mall. Oh, nice. Is there just one on the whole island? Yeah. Is it like a traditional, like, suburban American mall? Um, I, I, what's a traditional suburban American mall? I think so. Like, I don't know. I just picture, like, uh, high schoolers eating uh, orange I, I worked, Juliuses. I worked, yeah. I worked in the food court, you know? So okay. What, where court. in the food court? A Cajun cafe. I was the chicken sampler. Like, I'd hand out chicken. Oh, nice. I thought you'd get to be the one who I say sampled about... the chickens. <laughs> That'd be weird, but... <laughs> Uh, I famously, I think I might have talked about this already, famously gave a chicken sample to Method Man once. He was really nice. Oh, that's great. Hmm. Did you know who he was when you did it? Staten Island, they were royalty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But they, like, no, everyone treated them normal. Like, no one treated them. In Staten Island, it was known, like, they could walk around with their mm-hmm. family and no one would do anything weird. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize they, like, still... Like, I feel like once you get famous enough to leave Staten Island, <laughs> they, they, did, they did it. I don't know. That's weird. Whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, someone asked me what the nickname for Staten Island was the other day, and I said Shaolin. But they Googled it, and they're like, why do they call it a like a Buddhist monastery? I'm like, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I, why? I have no idea what. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan, because oh. their stuff is all karate-based. Got, you know? got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So, okay. like, what, did you go to the mall a lot growing up? Um, we, yeah, I did. I mean, again, like my mom worked at the Steamtown Mall and then she worked at one that was in Dixon City um, later on, which was definitely further. So we would hang out at the mall downtown. And then when my mom worked up there, we would get rides up there and hang out. But there were other places like I, <laughs> it was Scranton. So obviously bowling was a big deal. Uh, <laughs> What's nothing wrong. No, it's it's totally accurate. Like the beginning scene of Kingpin, where he's at that shitty apartment. Like that <laughs> takes place in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So Got it. we take our bowling very seriously. So we spent a lot of time there. I was on bowling team in school, um, which I was very proud of. Um, so there's that. And then, like, the Friendly's restaurant in Dunmore. <laughs> oh, Friendly's. <laughs> because when friendly's. I was a kid and a teenager, they still had a smoking section. And we would go back there and smoke cigarettes like bad kids. Whoa. Yeah. That's so cool. After marching band, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what'd you play in marching band? I, uh, oh, this is great. Uh, I played the flute for a whole bunch of years. Mm-hmm. Um and then fell in love with French horn and realized no one else played it so that no one else could be better than me. So then I played the mm. French horn uh, and actually really liked it and went to districts and was good with it. And then my my final year that I was at that school, <laughs> I had a crush on my percussion captain. So I oh, had t- no rhythm and they let me play the crash cymbals. So that was fun. So nice. I was the the loud chick getting wow. attention with the crash cymbals. But it was fun. You you guys ever I bounced a lot. I did you guys ever date? The- no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did Marching Man too. We're three for three. Wait, what did you play? Saxophone. Oh, I, don't I think always I knew that. That's great. I played Why? the tuba. Oh, that's awesome. My <laughs> sister played that for like a very brief period of time. I got novelty okay. factor. Okay. Yeah, I, I was this close to being like saxophone is a cool thing in marching band, and then it I was like, is. it is. Oh. It is. Oh my god. It's the. I think it's like in the top two coolest instruments mm-hmm. in the marching band. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, drums probably one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. drums are tricky because. Like, it always seemed like it kind of sucked to actually be the drummer, like, for parades and stuff. It's a... Like, remember that drum that had four things? Oh, yeah, the quads, man, which is... I always wanted to play that. That's so hard. But, yeah, they're heavy. Uh, They're sweaty. Uh, The crash cymbals were crazy because they're also super heavy, and when you're rehearsing for, like eight hours during band camp, like, mm-hmm. the ropes cut into your hands and everything starts to get really, like, cripply and I have no upper arm strength. So <laughs> that really became a thing after a while. I was very out of shape. Marching Man rocked, man. Yeah, Marching Man was fun. But I also think, um, like, my was your, it sounds like your school was serious about it. My school was not. We actually, we were pretty serious about it. We had a great instructor and 
yeah, I, we were actually we were pretty good. We had fun with it, and it was really a cool spot. But yeah, it was I don't know. We were like not the total losers in the school. Like we had a kind of mixed bag of stuff, um, and it was cool because <laughs> it was right on the bridge of like when ska music was still big too, and on the East Coast. So we were all big fans, and so I think that was like our one opportunity to uh, <laughs> start ska bands. We're like, what's one thing that we could do <laughs> yeah. for the people that didn't play guitar and bass? And I was like, oh, I could play the the marching you, French horn. Uh, where you? I was gonna say, were you in a ska band? Yeah, and it was a super small one that no one cared about, but it was great. But what were wrong. you called? We were called Electric Blue, and that was, yeah, so what, <laughs> that name we used when I was a kid, because uh, this is like a whole other thing, when I was like, I want to say maybe like eight, we had a Bengals cover band with my <laughs> three friends, there's a whole other story in life, uh, which yeah. I have photographs of, and so we named ourselves Electric Blue after the Ice House song, uh, which was also fantastic, and then <clears throat> I recycled that name later on for that, which, yeah, it probably went through other, like, metamorphs of names. Uh, but. That's fair because my marching band was all the filled with the punk, ska, like, anyone who listened to rock. And especially, like, Staten Island was very hip-hoppy. Yeah. Hip-hop-y. Which, again, like, I didn't know. But, but, like, this is all yeah. fascinating to me. So um, it was all filled of stuff like that. And fun fact, uh, like, my senior year, our teacher was the saxophonist in a really popular local ska band. That's wow. awesome. No, but, it, but, it, but it, I felt terrible for her because I was in a band, like, when I was, but I was in a band playing with her band and then we'd go to school and it'd be too weird when was ska big because it's i feel still like big. I, I literally was just at war tour and safe ferris playing oh my god i know i ugh, i still love it maybe it was just like me. in the southwest but i feel like at least i never noticed a point where like ska was like big well and okay and in fair defense i also lived in the southwest for high school and college and that was not a thing when i was out there okay so it, at that point it was like Oh, stuff that I call Vegas music because that's what was playing a lot when <laughs> uh-huh. I lived in Las Vegas, and and it was like a lot of Rage Against the Machine and like and but then also like when Kings of Leon like first came out because I think they were a local band, so like that kind of start to everything. So it was it was like kind of more like uh, alternative rock, and they played a lot of '90s music still, but like nothing ska based, just a lot of like Bush, which I love, and stuff of that nature. I guess is is interesting. So it's always the same it. stuff. Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, still, man. still got it. Oh, he's great. Music <laughs> references I don't get. <laughs> oh, he's the oh, lead okay, singer. Okay. He was married to um, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Oh. I know who Gwen is. And also, uh, speaking of Gwen Stefani, that was that is one thing also that is very childhood related with that too. Me and my sister, I have a twin sister, we were obsessed with No Doubt and we were obsessed with Gwen Stefani. We wanted to be her, so uh, we... <laughs> Keep going. It was great. So my mom was like, oh, it was oh, so stupid. She would cut off like the kind of white tank top, white feeder thing that she had and we would put like the little gems on our forehead. But we were probably in like kindergarten when this started and we went to a very small little school in, in Scranton. And wait, you were dressing like Gwen Stefani in kindergarten? My parents are insane. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, yeah, or like a variation of that. But uh, the whole starting a band at a young age started there because I'm pretty sure we were so obsessed with um, what's that one song they did? Um, Don't Speak, which was like kind of the depressing mm. song that they did back then. And we were obsessed. So <laughs> at one point during our kindergarten days, we. It got together like a small group to lip sync that and we had like um like my sister had a tambourine and there were a few other instruments but one of them was this great fisher price uh, keyboard and we were in the middle of doing this this great uh, rendition of it for all of the preschoolers and then at one point someone knocked the fisher price keyboard over and i was like it's ruined we're so embarrassed and that was terrible <laughs> and, like i think i ran off the stage quote unquote which was just like 
a carpeted area oh. in the <laughs> kindergarten. Ah, uh, it's so stupid. Anyway, yeah, we had also uh, drawn her pictures to send out, and my mom was like, yeah, I'll send them out. And like, maybe a month later, I found them at the bottom of her car, red Subaru, and I was like, you bitch, you never <laughs> sent them to her. You oh. could have been best friends with <laughs> you know, Gwen Stefani. Oh. We all had our Gwen Stefani phases. <laughs> sure, I guess. I don't know, I'd, I'd love that one No Doubt album, the famous one. I, but I, don't speak on it. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. Tragic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good album. That was when they were still like slightly ska, kind of. They started yeah, off as a ska band. Yeah, that was like the transition, and then they just went like radio. Like I can't even describe what they were. Yeah, and again, like didn't hate that. There, I guess maybe there's still a, a love for them just based on, I guess, nostalgia factor even back then. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, I appreciate that you listen to ska music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, you didn't mention if you still do, but I'm just going to assume you still do. Oh, absolutely. Every summer. I had a... Only in the summer? No, no, no. But that's like when it comes out. It's intense. Um, I had like a mixtape I'd made. A whole bunch of like ska music and stuff on it. And uh, went to go visit my mom recently in Vegas. Um, She still had it, which is great. (laughs) So uh, obviously I don't have a cassette player anymore. So I made my own playlist version of it on my phone. And that's like a huge kind of nostalgic thing for me. So that comes out, and then a lot of other you know albums that I used to listen to, but that that in particular cool. mixtape. I, I, I was like, I liked more like the punk ska. Oh yeah, great. Like, like less than Jake was less like one of the what was one of the earlier yes. bands that I like discovered. When I say discovered, I mean like my cousin bought me. Yeah. I think Losing Streak, and I was like, "What is this <gasps> it's music? So good, like, though. where did it come from?" Because <laughs> like I, I like growing up, I just assumed like there were only like. Top 40 radios. So. Mm-hmm. Can I admit something? Yes. You don't know any of these bands. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can see <laughs> That's that. basically it. Uh, <laughs> the only Scott band I know is the Aquabats. Oh, they're great. Okay. Have you ever yeah. seen the Aquabats live? Because it's hilarious. Mm. No, but I have a fr- the friend who turned me on to them has seen them like multiple times, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go so yeah. bad. The original drummer of the Aquabats was Travis Parker of Blink-182. Oh. oh, I don't know if he's oh. original, but he was, But you could like find pictures of him in the stupid Aquabats suit. Oh, it's so great. It's very funny. I didn't know that, though. That's hilarious. Well, this was pre-Blink? Yeah. I guess I don't know my timelines very well. <laughs> Is Blink... I get way too excited when this music starts coming up. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. No, th- <laughs> By all means, we can talk about this for hours. Okay. Like I'm, I'm on board, man. I want to hear more about the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did you? How did okay. so? You and Paul know each other through your extremely serious wrestling. That is correct. Yeah. How did you get into wrestling? Where's oh that all God. come from? You know, so I've been a huge wrestling fan ever since I was a kid. Um, when I lived in Vegas, I think that was at kind of its peak of when I started getting back into it. Which was like, you know, teen years to early adulthood. And then when I moved away, stopped watching it. Was totally done with WWE. Was just like not a fan. And then uh, moved back to New York and got involved with UCB, Upper Citizens Brigade. And uh, realized that a lot of my comedy friends were also super big fans of wrestling. Which was very cool. And they had a thing that was um, basically had been going on for 13 years there called UCBW. Which was um, kind of a comedy wrestling show that they put on. Um, and Mitch, who started Extremely Serious Wrestling, um, was part of that. Hot boy. Yes, hot boy <laughs> fetch. So it, it was a whole like myriad of things. Um, Jim Lester, who's Roy G. Biv, um, and I worked together at a hotel. Um, we both supervised it and worked the overnight shifts for a while, and he was a huge wrestling fan. So we got into that, and then we hired Mitch, and he was my bellboy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Awesome. So that's how we actually met. Uh, and we were all doing UCB, just didn't really know each other through that. Although I, Jim and Mitch, I guess, knew each other. But whatever. So 
meeting all three of them, I think, is what started the UCBW thing. So I started building props for them that were amazing. I made this unrivaled cardboard pinball machine with lights. It was incredible. Wow. And then someone got powerbombed through it. But it was like, like ask anyone about it from that community and they'll tell you about it. It was great. I had it on so chant and everything. It was, it was wonderful. Nick but will. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so and then after that, started performing with them. And uh, yeah, and then it just kind of started from there. Um, cause I hated being on stage. I'm very much a behind kind of behind the scenes person. So once I kind of got my feelers with that and I was like, okay, I could probably like wrestle and be in front of a crowd now and everything. And, and that redeveloped everything. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I never got into wrestling as a kid. I feel like it was like banned in my household. Okay. Not in like a mean way, but I think my parents were just like, we don't want you watching this. I don't, but yeah, I, don't, yeah, I think most parents were like, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to say it, but like when I was a kid, I, I feel like that was, and even in Scranton, Pennsylvania, like wrestling was like white trash. Like that's how people <laughs> treated it. And like, so I was embarrassed to admit it. And I didn't know any girls that liked it. So oh, you know. I just thought it was cool. My it mom was, was cool. my mom was not happy when I brought home like a jersey, DX jersey with 69 on the back. That's hilarious. <laughs> At what age, Paul? 14. <laughs> last <know>. week. <laughs> last week. Uh, you, you had it last you, week. You know what, though? Uh, honestly, at this point, <laughs> my parents just like, he's only going to like the stuff he liked from age 14 on. <laughs> you just like hit They're a like, point. Wait, let's get this straight. So you're still watching wrestling and you're still going to see like newfound glory <laughs> constantly. And I'm like, yeah, mom, it's what I like is what I like. And well, here's a 69 jersey. <laughs> I feel like that's similar to a lot of people, though. Like, my dad got to a point where it's like the music he listened to in his 20s is still the music he listens to, and he mm-hmm. doesn't listen to anything new. And I think, oh, like, see, I like the genre. Like, I'll listen to new bands. Okay. okay. He won't even do that. Oh. Well, probably because his genre is 60s rock. <laughs> <laughs> but does that mean he wasn't listening to anything in between that? Like, maybe he was on a different path musically and then got back on board with the, the 60s rock. I don't know. That. I don't know what it was. But I feel maybe like... Maybe he had a ska face. <laughs> I don't That's know. true. <laughs> I feel like every parent have a ska face? <laughs> I wish. I'm trying to, like, picture my dad rocking out to, like, real big fish somewhere, and I can't. <laughs> Do you like Goldfinger? Mm. I feel like that's the band everyone knows. I don't know that one. Um, Streetlight Manifesto, Catch 22. Love Streetlight. They're great. I opened for Streetlight once at a concert. Go on. Yeah. Oh, that's all the story. I like oh. that we keep going back to Scott too. This is awesome. Ah, <laughs> get it out. Uh, it's my trick. Ju- I, it wasn't me, actually. You brought it back. Did you, you, didn't, you didn't really watch wrestling, right? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Let's go back to that. Sorry. I, mm-hmm. I so I always, I don't know. It always seemed like kind of cool to me, but it was. I had, like, no venue to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like, other kids in my school were big wrestling fans, and they'd, like, wear the shirts, and they'd, like, talk about it. And I always was kind of like, oh, that might be interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Even now, like, at. as an adult, I feel like it's hard to get into if you don't have the I, background. I guess so. It is something of that you got into when you're a kid. There's some sort of factor. That's a huge part of it. I do think, like, if you want to get into it as an adult, you have to... Go to to, Extremely Serious. That is a good way to get into it because it'll help you understand storyline. But I do think you have to approach it almost like a soap opera or a television show. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to look at this analytically. I'm going to start to get a relationship with the characters or the gimmicks and kind of get an idea of what each person does and then follow their storyline week to week and kind of break it down that way. The moves are really just a visual kind of uh, fun part of it. I can't really say it correctly, but... 
if you don't really understand the storyline or what each character is supposed to be representing, I think it's hard to to even care about the moves. But I think the physicality is just like the fun part to watch, but everything that's kind of the most exciting part of wrestling and the part that makes you want to keep watching is just like in a soap opera, the crazy storylines. Do you want to see what happens next week with all the drama and who's fighting who and who's fucking who? Because I'm sure that's going on there too. I, I <laughs> and, don't know. and now with Instagram, we really know who's fucking who. It's so, God, it's and, and, the and best. The, the spoiler <laughs> alert is they're all fucking each other. Yep. Gotcha. If you're a wrestler, you are married to another wrestler. So if we're not selling it to you, Nick, I don't know what else we <laughs> No, no, no. Do. That makes sense. I guess I hadn't realized that like things carry over. I thought it was like, oh, there's just a match. Mm-hmm. And then no. the next week there'd be like another match. Mm-hmm. No. Well, yeah. And that's what's cool about XSW yes. is you will have these storylines that go on. Like I was looking back and I'm in, I'm in a, a feud right now and it's oh. been going on for like Five months. Yeah, there. It's that's the best part of what we do. I think is we take the storyline super seriously, which I think extremely seriously. Which I think is what sets us apart from like a lot of other. Because um, there are other, I guess, comedic indie wrestling promotions that are out there. Not quite to our factor, but it sets us apart that we really focus on storyline. And like, there's a reason that people are you know set in matches against each other, and and why certain people are enemies and you know allies, and and why everything develops. And like, I know like. Yeah, it's like I don't want to admit to everything, you know, whatever. Me and me and my tag team partner have a whole trajectory of kind of what we want to accomplish and so that's that's fun to kind of uh sit there and be like, "Okay, cool. Who are we as wrestlers? What do we want to what's our message we want to convey to everyone?" So that's cool. I like that. That was very deep. Yeah. Do you have like a it's spe- like I don't want to ruin anything. I don't know. <laughs> so do you have like a specific persona or like character i guess i don't know the right word yeah yeah she's tattooed on my arm which is great i am a uh, part of a tag team within that um we are called the bad habits and i'm sister mary jane and she's sister mary mary i'm breaking kayfabe so bad right now i hate this uh, uh <laughs> please explain that to me yeah i'm just like okay <laughs> uh, i'm no, we, we should stop i don't know <laughs> no, no it's fine it's fine it's fine these characters are very cool nuns uh and now they're bad nuns and uh we have two different personas so sister mary jane is more of like a party or sister mary mary is the more flirtatious um kind of person and we just recently um well, there's a lot of developments in that we had a faction which is uh, a group called mm-hmm. the Holy Trinity with Abstinick, who was another uh, person on the XSW roster, uh, the Forever Virgin, and he got sucked to hell. Um, wow. So we don't know where he's at right now. We tried to resurrect him um, last show, and no <laughs> dice, man. It we sounds, made a boo boo. <laughs> it sounds kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. It's, we have a Dungeons <laughs> yeah. and Dragons, so that's a real oh, yeah. thing. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, That's we cool. cover all the bases. We really, do, we really do. I don't know. It sounds kind of fun. <laughs> it's a blast. Like it would be a thing where I feel like if you're not a wrestling fan to go and see that would put that all into perspective for you. And I think that we would do a really good job of helping you at least understand wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe not making you a fan, but I, I do think you'd have more fun yeah. with this than if you were to just go to a you know as much as I love Beyond Wrestling or whatever to go to one of those shows. I don't think you'd fully get it. Got it. Can I? Can I drop? Can I? Can I get personal for a minute? No. Okay, cool. No, <laughs> no. Uh, my first XSW show was like one of the shows I was most nervous ever to do because I, I had like never done any. There's not, there's no comparison, and I've done a thousand shows before, but I was just like, there's something different about it. Yeah, you know. And I was like, I'm just gonna go blank and forget everything. That is my fear, every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. How did you do though? He killed it. He was great. Yeah, I got oh. asked back. Nick, <laughs> that's true. And it was great. So you're you're thing you're like a 
dentist. I'm a dentist. <laughs> oh, it's it's awesome. I brought you up actually um, yesterday at work because my boss was trying to floss, <laughs> and I was like, oh. There's a guy yeah. on our roster that does it because he's a dentist yeah. and went through this I, whole thing. I, I purposely refuse to learn how to floss because I believe it's better not really knowing how to do it. Like, I think it's better for my character. But I think mm. you do it correctly and very well. I don't, maybe I, maybe I don't know how it's actually <laughs> supposed think, to go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're already on the podcast. You don't need to suck up to me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to come back to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. King Vitamin. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I I think it's so cool to like have to be a fan of something like that and then to like really get to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a thousand percent living your, mm-hmm. out your childhood dream. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like it would be like when I was a kid, I wanted to be James Bond uh-huh. and it's not going to happen. Man. But I feel like it would be like if I got the opportunity, like, oh, like pretend to be James Bond for an evening. Yeah. Why don't you do a James Bond show? What do you mean? I don't know, a sketch show based around James. Oh, yeah. That's actually real. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. Honestly, yeah. okay, so maybe it's been done before. I am unaware of it being done before. Yeah. So I think that's very cool. I'm going to do that. Write that down, Paul. Shout out to Kent. He's a huge James Bond dude. Oh, I should talk to Kent. Yeah. Kent. Shout out, Kent. <laughs> Shout out, Kent Wilhelm. <laughs> no, one time he did a James Bond show, but it wasn't like sketch. It was like almost informative, and at the end, he had a, a GoldenEye tournament. Do you mean a lecture? <laughs> it's an informative it, it, show. It, it kind of was like a lecture. <laughs> it was great. No, oh, that's cool. I should talk to him. I learned a lot. Just give him shout outs left and right. My f- <laughs> my uh, my first screen name was Bond Boy. Oh, was there were there any X's? There were numbers. Oh, okay. Well, you, we had to, you know that was part of it. Yeah. So. No, actually, that was my second. My first one was Mr. Globe because I wanted <laughs> to be a world traveler. <laughs> James Bond is very worldly. I know. It's like I was the first Mister Worldwide. That's I... wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. That you, you have to call your fake James Bond character Mister Globe. <laughs> like the name's Globe, James Globe. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually really fun. <laughs> I've just developed the show in front of our eyes. Yeah, you guys will be seeing it in a couple weeks. It's amazing. The viewers can uh, they can um, embark on this journey with you. They're not they're viewers. Sure. Their listeners. Oh my God. Okay. Well, well, it depends on how you choose to imagine it in your head. Guys, I'm new to this whole podcast. Because you could stare at your phone and just see the rolling, the the static graphic. But are they. Sometimes I do that. So, because I don't understand podcasts. (laughs) I mean, I do, but like, I just. Uh, It's this thing. You ever hear the radio? (laughs) Neither have I. Oh, like a. a, It was that thing that used to exist. (laughs) Like a serial radio show. Serial? Yeah. They used to call those a serial. Serial radio uh, like show. a serial thriller. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Whoa. I see what you did e- here. Everything just came together. Uh, my mind is blown. No, Good my choice. favorite podcast, I'd probably say Heavyweight. It's a Gimlet show uh-huh. hosted by Jonathan Goldstein. And he like goes back and goes to like a moment in someone's life where something went wrong mm-hmm. or like they made a decision that didn't turn out well. And tries to like help them go back and either like fix it or like find out more about like what happened. Mm-hmm. Um I think their new season starting soon. Cool. Or cool. has already started. You're up. Oh my god. I so I don't I wish uh, I can't commit to a lot of things. Podcasts are one of them. Um so I do listen to a whole bunch of them, but I like a lot of them are um usually true crime podcasts. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's like the biggest it. thing these days. Yeah. It's well that's just the biggest thing in my life in general, T V show wise too. If you were <laughs> to ask me what my favorite television show is, I'd be like, I don't know anything on the ID network. <laughs> like that's pretty much it. Got it. Crime is the biggest thing in your life. It yes. 
Yes. Hey, crime pays. No, wait, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't because I, you know, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, when you said crime pays for some reason. I thought that I, was the phrase and then I realized it's crime doesn't pay. Like I messed up. Well, then I, I was didn't thinking, know how to respond to that. I was thinking, no, it's sex pays. <laughs> but what? then I was like, no, wait, it's sex sells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either of you are incorrect <laughs> in certain in certain eyes. So that's technically crime does pay, otherwise people wouldn't do it. It's true, and, and sometimes technically sex pays. It's absolutely so. It also sells. <laughs> it, it, yeah, because there's both. two sides of a transaction. Have you two ever wrestled each other? No. Or do, no. You, do, your, do your are they called like char- personas, characters? It's kind of who I am. It's just kind of who you are. <laughs> okay, I'm playing a character for this podcast. Do you guys that's... ever have like? Like, have your characters ever interacted? Not yet. Only, like, no. Can you no. decide to, or is that, like, determined we, by someone we else? We can, yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, whatever we would like to do, there's a way to do it. So we can, it would take some planning, and we can figure out a way to kind of work that in. I just don't think our, our paths have crossed, because he's, we have been in different feuds, very opposites of each other, so we've been kind of finishing those off, I think, in certain realms, especially, like, with me and, and the Holy Trinity. We've... We've got another access to grind, so yeah. you know. I feel like I've always been in feuds. Like a lot of people have a lot of random matches. Yes, yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. have like I don't get those because they're probably like Paul. You're not that funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh my build God, no. it up to a different. Thing. <laughs> Is he funny? Is he good? He's he's so good. I have so much fun watching. <laughs> and honestly, he probably gets some of the best crowd reactions out of everyone. It's so. simple. You got to have catchphrases. That's <laughs> also true. What yeah. are your catchphrases? Black is whack. Yeah, and, and then now I have a new thing. Um, where I'm like, you want to fight me? You can't handle the tooth. Oh, and then I walk, so good. Then I walk it's up. It's so good. Yeah, I did. I do uh-huh. own a, uh, a a six foot inflatable toothbrush. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You found that, or that was custom made for you? I found it. Well, someone made it. I oh. I'm, I feel like not a lot of people buy it. It's like for. <laughs> It's specifically, Very specific it's specifically for like dentists who have pools. Yeah, like, uh, I think that would be. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a pool toy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I like I still am baffled on like who decided that this was a good thing to market. Maybe it's to brush the teeth of an <laughs> inflatable person who's twenty feet tall. It could be, but well, how long is a normal toothbrush? Uh, Eight well, that, that's far too big. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> I don't know. That is not. <laughs> Paul's hands were just like. That's like six out inches, stretch. seven inches. I don't know. Not that big. No. Okay. okay. Well, I think. I, I, don't, I don't think have a you. Scale of okay. Length. Well. This is truly the most riveting topic <laughs> that we've gotten to yet. <laughs> How long is a toothbrush? Okay, maybe seven is accurate. Okay, yeah. I'm like oh. counting it out. Oh, not so dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've been confused on sizes this entire time. Everything, so. everything's to me confused. Like, you know when I meet someone, like, how tall are they? And I'm like, somewhere between five and seven feet? I don't yeah, know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always weird for me, like, when I meet someone taller than me, just mm. because, like, I'm six foot four. And so, like, I meet someone taller than me maybe once a month. Yeah. And then I'm just like, wow. It's <laughs> more frequent than I would have thought. So I don't know. It's a fun feeling. You must, you must not go to a lot of uh, NBA hangouts. <laughs> no, unfortunately, they stopped inviting me. <laughs> no. I was thinking, like, if you ever seen like an NBA, like a seven foot NBA player in, in person, it's only like a little more than half a foot more than you, but it feels like they are in a different atmosphere. Like uh-huh. they're breathing different air. Yeah. I feel like theoretically they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, l- yeah. It's interesting though. I work with a guy now who's. Six six, and so he's taller than me, and we like sit next to each other. You only see him once a month. <laughs> that's true. Flaw. Okay, I mean, like maybe I meet someone new. Okay, once oh, that's a fair. Month. Actually, you did say that. Yeah. yeah. 
So like last month was Will Carey. <laughs> this oh, month was yeah, my new yeah. coworker. Um, I don't know. It's fun though. Yeah. I meet a lot of people taller than me, so that's that's painful and kind of sad. That's mm-hmm. okay. It's fine. It's just height's just a number. Yeah, that's that what describes they say. how tall you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they put it on your license and your doctor's records. Yeah. I feel know. like when I was younger though, I'd like like you know, like NBA players like give an inch or two off. Like I was like, Yeah, I'm five eleven. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no one cares. And then like and then I felt bad, so I adjusted it back down. But like if anyone had to do a true medical uh, mm-hmm. history on me, they're like, he shrunk. <laughs> How tall are you? Uh, five, eight, and three fourths. Or five, five, nine. Five, eight, five, nine. That's fine. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, That's but, but it's better to say five, ten. <laughs> well, and you could stretch it because who, who really knows? Like, it's not. Know. No one's going to measure I don't even you. know how long a toothbrush is, much less a person. That's... <laughs> That's, that's how fair. long is a person? I feel like you're, and I won't do the math, but I would say you're like ten toothbrushes tall. Yeah, too, yeah, I think so. Okay. I would hope more than that. No. I said I wasn't going to do the math. I, you know, okay. that's like seventy inches tall. That's a lot. Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to add, or any other specific topics you want to cover? I mean, <laughs> is there anything else I want to plug? I don't know. I just wrapped uh, the sequel to a feature-length movie that I made, so that's exciting. Oh, that is exciting. That is really cool. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's called. That's probably going to change, but it's Slashing to the Final Beginning. Okay. Sequel to the Slashing. Uh, and children's to, comedy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going with that. Yeah. Uh, prior to that was Fear Town. So this is our third feature we've made. Nice. Yay. That's really cool. Thanks. Directing, acting, all of it. Uh, no, I finally just got a bit part in this last one, which is very exciting. Uh, I produce. Cool. That's a big thing. And then I do special effects makeup and a lot of the set design and costuming because why not? Yeah. So, I always wanted to die in a horror movie. That seems to be everyone's dream. I get that. All the time. Weren't you in a movie that won something at the Long Island Film Festival? Yeah, that's horror. She was talking about this. I didn't die in it. Do go on. (laughs) Wait, you didn't die? I didn't die in it. No. I did die in a sketch once. That's cool. Like a film sketch. It was was like not pleasant because they put, they, I don't know why, but we tried to get cool special effects, but I had like, you know, to make it seem like guts were falling out, we had like chicken cutlet. It was gross. Oh. Like just raw chicken cutlet coming out of my shirt. In fair defense, I've been there before and I, I, it sells. <laughs> so <laughs> visually it sells. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I died off in the first episode of our sketch TV show. Oh. Great. <laughs> but everyone will remember you. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. The first death. We haven't really talked about the Apple Jacks at all. I've been eating them. Now. I've been oh, eating yeah, them. Oh yeah, me too. I'm about Delicious. to get And I've been remembering how much I liked these. They're so good. I'm looking at the box right now. Grains are the first ingredient. Mm. Again, that's pretty big. Well, I feel like they're really trying to trick kids or parents. Sure. Because on every one of these boxes, it points out 10 times that it's whole wheat. But I did think I realized why the best ingredient in cereal, cinnamon. Because I love cinnamon toast crunch and I love Apple Jacks. Cinnamon is the best ingredient in everything. But cereal specifically, Mm. for sure. What other cereals have cinnamon? Um, Cinnabon cereal. It's got to exist, right? Cinnamon life. Fantastic. Oh, that sounds good. I live that cinnamon life, son. <laughs> Are there cinnamon Cheerios? Probably. Um, yeah. Oh. You could make cinnamon Cheerios. They make like a million um, Cheerio flavors. Yeah. Well, don't they have apple cinnamon Cheerios? I think that was like mm. the... The knockoff so apple, apple Jacks. Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> they're like healthier. They probably are healthier. What is the apple ingredient in Apple Jacks? Um, what's the Jackson ingredient in Apple Jack? Right, and what are those little specks that are on them? Because that's my favorite part. Those are like little red specks that are on. That's the cinnamon. Is it? Cinnamon is no, not that color. No, cinnamon is not. <laughs> Nothing spread. is that color. It's all food dye. 
you know, I like to think that sometimes these tiny little donuts of wheat are naturally green. Oh, there's apple juice concentrate okay. and dried apples. Oh, and wow. those are okay. both at the bottom of the list of ingredients. Hey, man, they're there. They're in the list. Hey, can I ask you a big question? <laughs> turmeric extract? Turmeric. Turmeric. Tur- Turmeric's a great spice. You should use it. It is. Hey, um, uh, can I ask you a question? <laughs> is there a Spider-Man toy in there? <laughs> uh, yes, there what? is. Do you want it? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> It's not a toy. It's like a piece of paper. Oh, they've oh. gone downhill. Maybe this what? is a sticker. Is it like a trading card? Um, it's like trading. A, it Thank a you from Kellogg's. Download the free Suit Up with Spider-Man app for more Spidey <gasps> fun. Scan your character. Unlock a unique Spidey experience. I was really hoping to get a tiny Spider-Man. How sad is it that now boxed cereal toys are no longer toys. They are apps. <laughs> like It is just insane. It's you know, cool, it's a, it's it a changing world. <laughs> I don't like it. The nostalgic part of me, for some reason I'm here, does not care for it. Yeah, yeah you know what? Because like growing up, you'd get gifts and like you'd unwrap like a toy. Yeah. But now it's like everything's electronic. You don't, like even like video games, you can just download it. Yeah, I just. Even like virtual gift cards. Yeah. Like even gift cards are like, virtual. You know what? They, uh, they're more convenient. But I want to take a, a a quarter and scratch off that weird gray substance Hell to yeah. reveal a code that I then have to type into a computer that then activates my card. Yeah, I want to have to collect <sighs> mallow money and send it in to get my prize. Like, What's I'm, mallow money? What? You have you ever had a mallow cup? No. What is that? What? Oh, crazy! Uh, it's like a candy. They look like Reese's cups, but inside is like um. Like kind of um, marshmallow fluff, essentially. I want that. They're so good. <laughs> You're they're like, so good. I'm a Paul, fan. Put it on the list. And it's, All right, they're got so it. good. Um, and that ties into another thing too. But the the base of it, like the paper or the cardboard that it sits on, is called mallow money because printed on top is this like very cool and it hasn't visually changed probably in like 40 years uh and it's like one cent and then it's got all this writing on it and you would basically compile a whole bunch of them and send it in and you'd get prizes i did um, that once but not for mallow cup but what did I you got, do it for i was I, I think it was it was either cereal or it might have been um like gummy bear type candy cool. that's up but I, I got it in and got a dark darkwing duck toy Cool. Ooh. Oh, that's neat. That is fun. He's so cool, Darkwing. He is. He's very cool. I like him a lot. Yeah. It's my that's my favorite cartoon. No, Doug is. Really? Doug? Yeah. Okay. That's barely a cartoon. Doug? No. I don't... Okay. Okay. <laughs> That is a cartoon. Doug, you know, Patty Mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, but that's like. That's literally a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely a cartoon, but it's like you could do anything in a cartoon. And in that show, they just have normal teenage lives. Uh, what are you talking about? He has a James Bond character he turns into. Oh, yeah. Sure, he's also a Quail Man? Western gentleman. I've been Quail Man for Halloween before. Actually, I've been there. Quail Man is different. That's a superhero character. Yeah. He has like I, a James Bond character. Yeah. Oh, really? Quail Man yeah. was inspired by King Vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Honker Burger was great. Remember the Beats? What a creative name for a band. I mean, what, mm-hmm. listen to that. I want to watch Doug. If again. anyone has a DVD player, I have seasons one through four on DVD. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Of but Doug? it was like it wasn't like store bought. You know, it's like the knockoff. How you could like buy that stuff online. Oh yeah, I would have been surprised if they released Doug on DVD. <laughs> Me too, but they should have. It's yeah. very bad. It's we. I had. I never. We never filmed it, but we had wrote a treatment for it was Doug, but it was um intervention. <laughs> And because we never had the right makeup artist yeah. to do it, because uh-huh. we would want half the cast to be full, like, you know, 
As a makeup artist, I would have been so on board for that project. <laughs> it could still be done. Uh, and, but the, all uh, right, the, the, the whole crux of it was um, like Roger Klotz was the drug dealer. Doug got addicted to like heroin. Great. So Patty married, uh, what's the? Skeeter. Skeeter. Yeah. And Doug like, was like a roadie of the beats. or I don't know. He also, uh, in the script I wrote, he got really um, high and ate pork chop. <laughs> just, <laughs> just suck it for a pork chop. Uh, it sounds like he's on bath salts. It's bad. Yeah. Um, hey, anyone out there that wants to do this, <laughs> or the person sitting next to me, that's the makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Oh, yeah. I'm already on board, so mm-hmm. we're good. Cool. Well, we have produced multiple shows out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Apple Jacks. I think I'm going to give them... Oh yeah, can we come up with a rating? <laughs> we did rate. We already oh, yeah, have yeah. a rating system. Oh, yeah, we that. It, it, it varies. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Apple Jacks four and a half out of five stars. I think that these are classic. I think that they are delicious, and um, you know they they take me back. And they're one of the best cereals in terms of milk flavor. Oh yeah, what they do to milk. Yeah. Is incredible. The milk flavor is off mm-hmm. the charts. Yeah, we should add that as a category to the official rating system. Yeah, milk I'm flavor. I'm gonna give it four out of five jacks. Okay, kind of like stars, but yeah. it's slightly different. And honestly, it's apple, so it's healthy. That's true. <laughs> there are two apple ingredients at the bottom it's of so the list. Sub- these, it's so subversive. They're like it's whole wheat, it's grain, it's apples. Mm. I mean, I'm on board. I like to be tricked. Yeah, <laughs> I buy in. <laughs> <laughs> Soluble corn fiber. Mm. That sounds natural. Degerminated yellow corn flour. Mm. And then apple juice concentrate. It's in there. That's all I care about. It is. It's there. All right. Well, I think this was a this was a fun episode. Thank you. Did you want to rate this? <laughs> oh yeah, Mary, do you have a. I mean, I picked it. So theoretically, I'm gonna give it one and a half checks. And I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> one and a half checks. That would be really funny. <laughs> uh, it's garbage. Now. I, I obviously love them very much. Honestly, even nowadays, like with cereals I could actually find in the store, they're probably my top. So I would, I'd probably give them four and a half as well. Like that would be my consensus. Yeah. Cool. Four and a half jacks. Well, thank you so much, Merit, for taking the time to join us. This was so much fun. I had a blast. Thank you for having me on. It's great. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. How much to say? Okay. Yeah. No, thanks that's good. for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.